You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. To this edition of Next Level, I'm Tommy Ashley. It's Greg Barnes. We are live on site from the Man Tower of Don Callahan. Just wrapped up a three-hour-plus National Signing Day uh, commitment show, National Letter of Intent show, transfer portal show, all of that stuff for Inside Carolina. If you didn't get a chance to watch that, it is on our YouTube channel. It's also in the podcast feed. But I'm here still with Greg Barnes and Don Callahan, and we're going to get right into it. Don, this is this show's about you. Oh boy, we we've had three plus <laughs> hours about. You're not going to have a lot of viewers about about uh, football kids committing to North Carolina and signing national letters of intent. How'd you get into this? I mean, you are the preeminent North Carolina football recruiting expert out there. <laughs> how, how did how does one become Don Callahan? How did you become the Don Callahan that everybody knows? So I don't think that there is like this. Um a path that can be can be followed by anyone else um just because i i kind of started this when recruiting started to become um more i guess out of the niche and more mainstream mostly through the websites and all that um i'm trying to i'm trying to make this as short as possible because it can be really long but basically moved down to charlotte to come to uh unc charlotte um and trying to kind of find stuff to do and uh somewhere along the lines uh had a girlfriend at the time living with her we start reading about this chris leak kid at independence high school started to get a little bit more involved with that stuff started to go to high school games got involved in that community mostly in the, the online community decided to make a website that just covered high school football met some people uh, mostly uh, miller Safred those no remember Miller. Um, and then I actually got fired from my college job at Coles and Miller, uh, <laughs> Miller, um, hooked me up with, um, you guys might know Buck Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. And a legend. And so Buck, um, asked me for a couple of, um, ex- uh, samples of my writing, sent them to him. He hired me to do just, uh, you know, two or three stories a week for, I don't know, it was, it was a year or so. And at one point I was like, you know, I like this and decided to take it a little bit more serious as far as, um, you know, I guess figuring out what exactly is going on in 
strategically planning who I'm reaching out to, what, what, what recruits I'm talking to, who I'm seeing, what events I'm going to and that sort of thing. And it just kind of grew from there. As far as um, my coverage, I eventually became full-time with inside Carolina and I graduated with a BS in computer science and math minor only took three Englishes in college and I'm writing for a living. Whoo. Yeah. <clears throat> Tommy, I've, I've been with Carolina for, for a long time as have you. Uh, and Don's been here the the whole time as well. <laughs> and I really think Don's path, you know, I, I was the beat writer, which is a pretty traditional role. Mm-hmm. Um, people have done that for a long, long time. As you say, what you do is, is not unique. And I really see it kind of as a, a microcosm of what Buck and Ben have done with IC uh, and that the internet era kind of came around. There was this uh, intense desire for recruiting news mm-hmm. And you really kind of carved out a, a path for yourself. Do you have any inclination when you started working with Miller that this would become a full-time gig and that you would be, I mean, look, you're, you're, you're the guy in the state of North Carolina, not just for, for inside Carolina. Don's getting recruiting scoop over here uh, while, while we're having the conversation. But did you have any idea that this was possible or that this is, would be where you are at this young age? Well, I think, because I was so young and naive at the time, I, I never even thought about it. I think it was more just keep on going, you know, sort of thing. And just, you know, as we talk about a bunch with these high school kids, I mean, I was a college kid at the time. And, and so I'm not thinking long-term, just thinking the next day and, and just keep on going with it. It's, it's an enjoyable job. And that's really kind of what keeps it, keeps you flowing with it because you're, you're doing something that's fun. You're not, it doesn't feel like work. So looking back, it, it is surprising what it has come for sure. You know, that, that, you know, I'm not the only one who does this full time. There's a lot of other people who do this sort of thing full time and the fans just absolutely love it. I think the, the, the fan bases, the, the, the want for this sort of content has only grown. I mean, there's three networks now that, that, that cover it. Um, so looking back, it's amazing what it has grown into for sure. Don North Carolina's wrapping up. It's, it's recruiting class for the 20, 23 i guess signing period uh as we speak we know they've got some some more portal guys they're interested in uh but kind of let's let's kind of go back with this class and not Mm -hmm. get into the specifics per se of Mm -hmm. of each player but when did you first start working on this class as north carolina was starting to show interest in this guys so in terms of you when you first started looking at some of these guys they were interested in start there and kind of walk us through that process to get into today. So each kid, when I start to cover them, the time is different. You know, there are some 2025 guys that I have on my radar that I've been in communication with. Obviously a lot more 2024s that I'm in communication with. Um, And it's just a matter of when do those guys kind of pop on the radar, whether it's just simply through having great high school seasons or they have added some offers, including North Carolina offers. Obviously, the guys with North Carolina offers are going to grab my attention immediately. And I'm going to, to cover those guys. What I like to do with in-state guys, my first interview is I, I want it to be on their campus with their high school coach there. So I can kind of explain what I do ahead of time so that if they have any questions, they typically don't cause they're high school kids. Um, they at least know when my number pops up on their phone, they could put my face on there and at least they've seen me, they've shaken my hand, that sort of thing. 
I'd love to do that for every recruit, but it's just not possible when, once you start to get to the out-of-state guys. But from there, you know, it's um, you know coming out of their junior seasons, a lot of camps um, and combines and that sort of thing. That's another opportunity for me to see these kids, evaluate them, um, meet them again, especially for the out-of-state kids. You know, and then you know, we have seven on sevens that provide a great opportunity for those sort of things. I'm a very, if you haven't noticed, in-person sort of guy. That's always been my approach. Some writers like to just keep it on the phone and that, that works for them. That's great. But I like to try to keep most of my interviews in person. It, you can't do it 100%. You can't do it, do it nowhere near 100%. But um, I'm definitely more of a see the kid in person as much as possible and, and establish a relationship with them also. Let me ask you a question in, in that regard. I mean, Phil Longo talked about it. Uh, Chip Lindsey talked about it recently about quarterback recruiting. You, you got to really get to know them mm -hmm. much earlier. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, <laughs> what's the youngest recruit or prospect that you've been aware of and mm -hmm. had to talk to um, to do your job here within South Carolina? So um, usually – I do have a, I guess, a line, um, which is middle school, as strange as it sounds. <laughs> but you know, this this year, there have been there have been a few freshmen that I have um, interviewed. You know, this past uh, season, um, God, his name is escaping, but he's from Huff High School, a cornerback, um, starting for Huff High School, which is a huge accomplishment because that that team um, produces a ton of skilled players every single year, but. Um, has a bunch of offers. UNC has an offer because they don't typically offer that early. He's a 2026 kid. Um, but I mean, he has Tennessee, a few other guys. I wish I had the kid's name in front of me, but um, so there've been a couple of guys, Travis Shaw, another example of a kid who I interviewed very, very early on when he was a freshman, he had North Carolina. I think, I think it was the summer before his freshman year, UNC offered. And so of course I went by his school a couple months after that. Um, so typically the very earliest, and this is not common, but you know, that freshman year, I've, I have interviewed a couple of kids, a few kids. So Travis Shaw had an offer to North Carolina as an eighth grader, as a rising ninth so grader. So it was either a, as a rising ninth grader or as a rising sophomore, but I'm pretty sure it was as a rising ninth grader. Either way. Yeah, either way. It's That's impressive. incredible. Yeah. It's incredible that – that guys get on them. Now, as far as this class, the 2023 class that has come in, um, we talked about it for three and a half hours. Who's the first name on this commit class that you talk to? Not Ooh. that you love, because okay, we know I that thought you asked me who Chris I love, Culliver. because then you know. Yeah, I know. I mean, Chris Culliver is going to start sending you checks. <laughs> Chris Culliver is going to get a restraining in. order. <laughs> um, so who, who's the first guy that you heard uh, that sort of popped on? Yeah, so um, I am. It, it probably was Tad Hudson. Uh, Culver was pretty close. A lot of these guys, you you in uh, um, the Carolinas has um, their best seven on seven team is is the uh, Carolina Stars, and there's kids from Raleigh who go you know, during the off season, drive every Sunday to go practice with this team, and then travel with them around the country to play. So um, they end up getting the the best players and they, and they get these guys early on, you know, um, and Tad Hudson played for them. Chris Culver played for them. So I have a great relationship with, uh, that coaching staff there. Um, 
Anthony Boone, former Duke quarterback. He, he has no problem sending his guys to North Carolina. Sam Howe was one of his pupils. Drake May was one of his pupils. No problem with sending his guys to North Carolina, but he's a great dude. Does a great job with those guys. And that whole staff does a great job of saying, I know you're here for these guys who have offers, but here's a underclassman who I promise you will have some offers. And nine out of 10 times, they're right. They introduced me to Chris Culliver. They introduced me to Tad Hudson. They introduced me to a bunch of those guys. But I'm pretty sure, I mean, Tad has always been a big kid with a very, very strong arm. So it doesn't take, you know, um, you don't need to be Bill Belichick to to see this kid and be like, okay, that's a that's a power five quarterback. Don, everybody knows about the, you know, the five-star kids and the four-star kids. Um but a lot of the kind of um, hidden talents that maybe break through their senior year or whatever, a lot of that's word of mouth, mm -hmm. at least early in the process. Uh, I know you've traveled quite a bit around this state and the surrounding area. Um, kind of walk us through that process in terms of building relationships with, with coaches and trainers and former players uh, to be able to kind of help you get an idea of, up-and-comers and maybe sleepers that, that help you kind of be ahead of the game? So I think this goes back to what I was mentioning about being in person, you know, because once you go to the school, you know, usually the head coach kind of handles a lot of things with recruiting, but a lot of staff, especially, you know, the schools like Huff High School um, and Mallet Creek also, they have assistant coaches who kind of handle things, who are more involved with them, away from school or maybe have been training them and that sort of thing. And um, you don't establish those relationships by calling recruits on the phone. You establish those relationships by going to the school, by going to these camps and that sort of thing. And those guys are great. You know, um, in some of my different weekly scoops, I pointed out, you know, um, the night before I was heading down to Charlotte for a week for a bunch of different practices, I had a coach from Weddington high school call me and say, Hey, I told you about Will Shipley well before he was a good player. I got two D linemen, 2026 kids, going back to what you're saying. Uh, they are the, the nephews of Thomas Davis, linebacker for the former linebacker, uh, playing the NFL with the Carolina Panthers. Um, big kids, tons of talent come by. I went by there, just kind of hung out for a little bit, met those sort of guys. Those, those are what you, but you got to establish a relationship with those guys. And as I said, you don't establish those relationships with the phone. You, you got to be there. You got to be at the camps. You got to be at the schools. You got to be at the practices and those sort of things. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean and a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. How many high schools in the state of North Carolina 
have you visited over the last 20 years? Yeah, so you would think I've visited a lot, but the talent typically stays with certain schools. I mean, there definitely are exceptions all the time. Every year, there's there's a couple exceptions. But, I mean, there's certain schools, and I've, I've been talking about these schools. You know, Mallard Creek, Huff, um, Richmond Senior in Rockingham, North Carolina is a school I, I, I usually go to a lot. Um, you know, uh, Wake Forest High School around here, used to, used to, I used to go to every single year. They've been down a little bit, mostly because of new schools opening. But, uh, you know, uh, Rose, uh, Roseville High School is a school I've been to a lot. So I would guess it's not like a large percentage just because it just seems like the concentration of recruits, it doesn't get spread out equally for sure, you know. With there being so many new schools being built, especially in the Triangle area, yeah. and I have the same cases in Charlotte, do you make a point to establish contact regardless of if there's recruits to those particular schools just to kind of get your, your foot in the door? Yeah. So I would, I would love to do that because that would definitely be beneficial that it's just incredibly time consuming. I used to do, and I haven't since, since uh, COVID um, I used to hit up the the coaching clinics and conventions and meet a lot of coaches that way. Um, There's actually a lot of coaches who I have really good relationships with. that have never had um, recruits. Um, and, uh, but because of those, those situations, I, I have established those relationships. Uh, but, um, no, I mean, I would love to be able to stop by a bunch of different schools. And, and even if it's as simple as just making a kid a profile who might be a, a you know, a, a group of five kid who North Carolina might not sniff. I, I, you know, I do take advantage of those opportunities if I if do cross them and I would love to, to do it a little bit more, but the time just doesn't allow for that. And here's a, a random one. Um, how many work-related <laughs> contacts do you have on your phone? Oh, man. You know, so, I mean, we're, we're talking a lot. Yeah. I have, I don't, I know that there's probably a way I can do that. Um, but, uh, and to tell you the exact number, let me see. I'll just try it real quick if I can't. Yeah, if you go to that, you should be able to go all the way down. Oh, uh, oh, it's not as much as I thought. 863. So who's the most famous person that you could get on the phone right now uh, as we're recording next level with Greg Barnes? Um, and Tommy Buck Axel. Sanders. Good answer. He's going to send us to Italy next year. That, that, that is, uh, that, when you're listening to coach Clements talk about um, what do they post on their social medias? Are they, are they hyped about offers or are they posting videos? Don Callahan goes straight to the, he knows what I'm doing. He knows Buck Sanders. <laughs> Don, last couple questions for me. I mean, obviously, you you pour tons of time into a class, and, and you've already done some twenty twenty four work, twenty five work. You mentioned a twenty six kid, which is unbelievable to me. But it, obviously, North Carolina and, and schools like North Carolina they they've turned the page already. Mm-hmm. Today, they're already looking ahead, and they stay looking ahead. When does it really ramp up for you each class during the year? Um, like offers and and guys that you're going to talk to and identifying prospects that North Carolina may be looking at that you need to run down and all. When's that? I guess my question is, do you ever get a break? No, no. So, uh, well, for the holidays, going to get a nice break. Um, but with the way the calendar is set up now with the early signing period, it actually does for me make a nice little, you know, in January, once the dead period ends, that's when you start to see the junior days and that's where the 2024s are visiting. So that's where the 2024 class becomes more of a, a, a focus for me. Um, not that we haven't been, we, we've been running stories on 2024s for probably a year now. 
um, already, but they become they 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 jump on on center stage in January. So, best high school player you've ever interviewed doesn't have to go to North Carolina. Didn't have to wind up at Carolina. Who is the best uh, player when you look back over your history? The best player, in my opinion, that or you just talk to in person. I mean, you know, I mean, I've talked to Todd Gurley. Um, I've talked to Eric. I still talk to Eric Ebron. Um, you know, Switzer. Um, I mean, really, anyone major from North Carolina. I played PlayStation. I played NCAA against Mitch Trubisky. Very competitive game. We it was so intense. We didn't speak during it. Um. So, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of any. Oh, oh, uh. Not in person, but like Rob Gronkowski interviewed over the phone. UNC recruited him. Um, you at, talked to Cam Newton? Never talked to Cam, but I talked to his dad. And if you remember, his dad gave me a quote about how he had talked to the movers and shakers at North Carolina, and the NC State fans really grabbed onto that. And because of all the stuff that happened with the dad, you know, made some inferences on, on that quote. But I definitely talked to Cam's dad. I've talked to so I've talked to Cam as a as a quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. More just more um, doing um, charity sort of stuff or whatever, but but never as a recruit, just his dad. Don, how has the transfer portal changed what you do? It has. So this time of year is um, is crazy for me as it is, mostly because I mean, cause everything's already kind of settled down. I mean, the the vast majority of this class, I don't know the percentage off the top of my head, but it's it's 90-ish percent is done by the end of the summer. They do make some additions from the summer until now, but it's, it's very, very minor. Um, but we do so much preparation for signing day from a content standpoint, heading up to it. There's a lot of work involved with that. And plus you're always trying to keep your ear out for any, you know, flips, any, um, a lot of smoke screens being thrown out there and you're trying to you know, find out what the truth is on things. And then you throw in the transfer portal, which is a completely different monster because a guy might not be on anyone's radar one day, pops in the port of the next and becomes the next best thing. We, you know, the, there's a offensive lineman from Rhode Island who was one of the top ranked offensive linemen in the portal. It just blew up. I mean, tons of stories of these guys, North Carolina wasn't involved with them, but um, it's so hard because so many guys go in the portal. You got to figure out, okay, who does North Carolina really want or North Carolina is really pursuing. And it's always not, the obvious choices for a lot of reasons, not because North Carolina is not going after those guys, but you know, there's, there's a lot of variables involved with this stuff. And then these kids, I say kids, but they, they don't, they don't care about the process. It's not cool to them. Getting interviewed is not fun, you know? So you're not going to get a lot of these guys on the phone. We've done a tremendous job of getting interviews on some of these guys, but we're probably only batting 500 at best, probably lower than that on, on getting some interviews with transfer portal guys. Um, so that makes it even more difficult. So you're relying heavily on sources to get information and sources are most of the, most of the most reliable sources are super busy during this time. So the past two weeks have literally been wake up, work immediately all the way until I'm going to bed, I have the laptop on my lap in bed. And I only take a little bit of breaks. Cause as you guys know, you guys are kids who played sports. You're only taking breaks to go to their games, go to their practices and that sort of thing. Outside of that. I mean, I, I just, I literally, and I'm not trying to exaggerate and I don't want anyone to feel bad for me. Not trying to do that because I love my job, but it has been nonstop work for the past two weeks since the transfer portal opened. I don't doubt that. Just having watched you from afar for so many years. I, yeah. I, I see that. 
um, Tommy a long time ago, Carolina's still done a little bit, or I see still done a little bit uh, of late. But 15 years ago, we didn't have Instagram, didn't have Twitter, social media to be able to follow announcements. So what we used to do was we would split up um, like signing day responsibilities. And there's a couple guys that you would have to track, whatever. I remember in 2007, uh, Greg Little, this is, of course, Butch Davis's first year. Greg Little was committed to Notre Dame. And so I called uh, Hillside's head coach morning of signing day on February, whatever, 2007. And so, yeah, I just want to confirm that Greg is going to Notre Dame and he's going to sign with them. And he said, well, not quite sure. And I said, what? And of course, this time I, I had no recruiting experience whatsoever. Uh, he said, just, just hold on. You cover UNC, right? I said, yeah, I guess just bear with us. There may be news to come out. And I was big news at that time. So I've quickly reached out to, to Ben and Don for them to follow. That's my <laughs> recruiting story that I have. So Don, what is your, um, I guess, favorite recruiting story that, uh -huh. that you've come across? Maybe most interesting. Do you, do you have one or two? So that... I, yeah, I have a few and it's mostly been, all right. So the craziest on location, do you guys remember Arthur Brown, number one player, linebacker, UNC recruited under Butch Davis, John Blake recruit. Um, because it was so big inside Carolina, flew me out to Wichita, Kansas, the beautiful, the beautiful state of Wichita, Kansas. And yes, very, very yeah, snowy, flat, as you can imagine. Um, everyone tells you it's flat. You don't appreciate what flat is until you're there. Okay. You like see California. Yeah. Yes. It is amazing. And that's not even the, 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 the experience. I won't get into the other one, but where I actually drew through Kansas. But anyway, um, so the whole plan was to be there for a few days um, because I was going to spend the next day with Arthur Brown if he had picked North Carolina. We didn't know with 100% certainty. We felt decent about decent enough to where they sent me. But I remember um, covering the announcement. He picked Miami, went up there, grabbed my recorder, called, called Ben. He said, see if you can change your flight, change my flight, got the hell up out of there. But the two other cool recruiting stories, and these are shout out to some coaches, is um, uh, Caleb. Um, God, now I'm forgetting. Um, God, he was coach at Havelock. He's a coach at Havelock now, offensive coordinator. I'm forgetting his last name. He's going to kill me for that. Um, when Avery Jones was there, I went by there to do a video interview with him, and it was half day, and um, he had told he had told Avery to come to his office. Of course, Avery didn't. He went home, but we're waiting there forever. <laughs> so anyway, so the coach said, uh, Caleb Jackson, um, coach said that, uh, um, now, now I'm second guessing if that's the right name. Um, Come on, man. And um, anyway, um, uh, he's going to kill me for this. Caleb King, God, he's going to kill me for this. Hopefully he doesn't watch this. I know, so he knows people who definitely will be watching this. So he's going to hear about this. And he's going to kill me for this. But but this Don is Callahan, this is kudos to Coach King. Um, so he's like, "You're hungry?" I said, "Eh, you know, whatever." He's like, "All right, you're hungry." Took me out to Mexican. We left there. Went to Avery's house. He knocks on his door. No answer. Gives me the one minute sign. I was like, "What the hell is he doing?" Goes behind the house. <laughs> comes back. He says, oh, Avery was sleeping in his room. He's going to be out in a little bit. 
So we did the interview in Avery's uh, Avery's front yard. The, uh, another similar story like that. Coach at Monroe. This is a Schleich Nazi school. I know you guys got to wrap up. Um, I like to take the photos with the jersey. If they don't have the jersey, that's fine. No big deal. They had the jersey. They couldn't find the key for the lock. So this coach goes and gets a police officer, the resource officer. They get a lock cutter. They cut the lock and got the jersey just for this just for these few photos for this kid. So appreciate both the coach King, coach Caleb King God, um, and, uh, the coach at Monroe for, um, being super helpful and definitely contributing to my, my memories on the road. Great stuff. We look, we, we did three, almost three and a half hours earlier today on the signing day. We could have done five, uh, same thing with this podcast. We could do, uh, it's about 27 minutes in, we could do an hour plus and we probably will. Um, because I'm going to get you to share some more stories because oh the stories from the road are great. And you too, Greg, you've got a ton that's your time at Inside Carolina. This has been the Next Level Podcast YouTube show. Sorry, not a podcast, YouTube show. That's Greg Barnes, special guest Don Callahan. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, as well. We'll be back at some point. Happy holidays from the Inside Carolina crew, Next Level, and Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.